0: Are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca Hey everybody, what is happening? It's your girl Janon right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and where they are now. So, hey, everybody, what's happening? As always, I'm just so happy to be here today. This week, we have a phenomenal episode coming up because we have two juicy, juicy... Fight cards to break down, not just for MMA, but also for boxing, and actually for the boxing card, it is it actually um, hits uh, more locally than you think because it's it, even though. Okay, so if you live in the Ontario region and you're listening to this right now uh, in the Guelph region or some um, other nearby cities, well, this fight is actually kind of local, but it has actually attracted a lot of worldwide attention. So you're probably wondering what this fight is, and I'm going to be talking about this fight actually in a couple of minutes, but... Don't worry, it's a very phenomenal Fight, I'm going to be breaking it down today But just to give you guys a heads up This fight is going to be for The WBC Light Heavyweight Championship of the World Between the current champion Adonis Stevenson and Badu Jack, man, this fight is going to be Phenomenal and um, it's actually Going to be happening in Toronto, so when I Said local, yes, it is sort of Local, if you live in the Guelph region You know, going to Toronto doesn't really Mean much because it only takes you four 45 minutes, so I guess it is kind of local, so... If you actually do live in Ontario and around uh, the GTA region, please do get your ticket and go watch this fight in person because trust me, you're not going to regret it. And it's going to be a phenomenal fight. And I bet the whole arena is going to be so electric because it's not every every day that the WBC actually brings their fights to Canada, uh, uh, not alone uh, Toronto. So... Definitely do um, buy the tickets to this fight if you can, if your schedule can um, um, can help you make it to the fight. And um, honestly, though, just try to get your ticket and go watch this fight in person because it's going to be phenomenal. So, today we're going to be thoroughly breaking down this fight between Adonis Stevenson and Badu Jack. But not only that, we also have a UFC Fight Night um, whole card to actually break down. But um, you know, in terms of um, time, um, I think we're only going to be breaking down the main, the main event and the co-main event of the evening for this um, UFC fight card. So the main event is between the Jiu-Jitsu genius Damien Maya and Kamaru Usman, who's a very dangerous guy in the welterweight division in the UFC. So these two guys are actually fighting for the headliner of this whole bout. Um, and then for the co-main event of the evening. We have Alexa Grasso fighting against Tatiana Suarez. So this is the co-main event, and this is a, straw, a women's strawweight bout, which is also gonna be exciting, super exciting. So we're gonna be breaking down these two particular fights. And depending on the time, we might um, break down a few more fights from this fight card. But um, you guys, you guys know me really well, and um, you know that when I actually start talking about something, especially a fight that I'm really passionate about, it's really hard to actually stop me from talking about that particular subject. So I will try my best to do do good time management in terms of breaking down these fights. But oh well, uh, we'll see how it goes. And so we, so in terms of the actual sports analysis um, part of the show. Today these are the fights that we're going to be breaking down And of course we have our weekly dose of motivation coming up Before anything, before we get started with anything I'll be talking about that in a few seconds as well But before we get started with all of those things I just want to give a big shout out to all the fighters That fought over this past weekend on May 12th I know um, when you're listening to this right now um, A few days have actually passed from that day But Okay, honestly, I feel like those fights were just so phenomenal that it would be really unfair not to at least give him a shout-out. So, first of all, I want to give a big, big shout-out to um, the co-main event of UFC 224 in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, which was between about a middleweight bout between uh, two of my all-time favorite fighters in the entire world between Jacare Sosa and Kelvin Gastelum. This fight was phenomenal, and um, if you you actually didn't get the chance to watch it, I would definitely recommend all of you guys out there to go out there, just search it on on the internet, and do watch this fight, because it it wasn't just a fight that two cautious fighters have. Both of these guys actually put everything on the line, and they weren't scared of what was going to happen next, and they gave it all. They had in the fight They weren't scared to try new things And they weren't really scared to To um, do whatever It takes to dominate over their Opponents um, Over Actually over I think uh, the whole Fight um, um, it, it went to decision and it was actually It went for Calvin Gastelum Through split decision I believe Because the fight was just so Close But um, I mean personally I guess you could say it was because I was biased or something but I personally after I watched that fight I would have given the fight a draw because it was just so close but maybe that's just my own opinion and maybe it's because I love both of these guys maybe that's why I would actually see it as a draw but in the eyes of the judges they actually gave the fight to Kelvin Gastelum because and it actually did make sense because Kelvin Gastelum was doing most of the hitting but Even though he would actually get hit, he he didn't even uh, get a single cut. And when he was actually getting hit in the head, he actually wouldn't even get wobbled a little bit. However, Jacare Sosa, on the other hand, um, obviously he was a bit older than um, Kelvin Gastelum. And um, maybe you could say it was scar tissue on his face or whatever it was. But when he did um, get punched in the face and he was um, getting hit all the time, he would actually sustain injuries and, um, you know, his face was getting cut and uh, his stamina was coming down a little bit. But in terms of the whole dynamic of the fight, both guys gave it their all. And um, the fight was at a a really high pace, even though this was a middleweight fight. And they were constantly throwing punches. And um, it was just phenomenal. So I just want to give both of these guys, actually a big, big shout out. Shout out to Jacare Sosa and shout out to Kelvin Gastelum. And thank you so much for giving us, the fans, a really good and a fight to actually remember for many, many months to come. Alright, so that was the co-main event that I wanted to give a shout-out to. Um, I also want to give a big shout-out to the headliners of UFC 224. So, to Amanda Nunes and Raquel Pennington. That fight was also really phenomenal. But first and foremost, I want to give a big, um, uh, uh, a big kudos, you could say, to Raquel Pennington. Because... Even though, I, I know by now you guys probably know the results. So Amanda Nunes won um, through uh, TKO in the, in the last round. So the last round didn't actually finish because um, Raquel Pennington was it was being hit constantly, um, and, and and grounded and pounded upon by Amanda Nunes. So the judge, uh, the referee, actually decided to stop that fight. And especially because Raquel Pennington's nose was horribly broken, and um, honestly, there was uh, blood everywhere on the cam uh, on the canvas. And um, you know, it was just it, things looked really, really bad for Raquel Pennington. But I really do want to give her a big shout out because because of her perseverance, and I. Told you guys before in our previous episode when I was actually breaking down this fight, um, that Raquel Pennington's perseverance is one one of a kind, and you don't really see it around um, in our sports. Um, it's it's definitely a very bold thing to have, and um, th- and actually in the very beginning rounds of this whole fight, um, Raquel Pennington's leg. Uh, kept being hit by Amanda Nunes every time she actually wanted to charge forward and close the distance. Amanda Nunes would actually attack Raquel Pennington's legs. And so her legs were kind of going out and down um, they were um, kind of being swollen. So that was then definitely a good thing. And so because of that, because she was kind of holding back her power and um, everything, she was actually getting hit in the in the in the face, and her nose broke, and it, she was bleeding really, really bad. And um, she actually told her corner that um, she wanted it to stop. And um, you can actually inter- interpret that uh, however you wanted to. But the the analysts and the journalists are saying that Raquel Pennington was implicitly asking her corner to actually sort of, uh, quote unquote, throw in the towel and stop the fight. So, you know, you, we all know that the coaches in the corner of a fighter actually has this power to stop the fight for for the good sake of um, the, their own fighters health and safety. But they didn't do that, and um, honestly, after Raquel Pennington was asked about this, she said that she really thanks her corner because, um, you know, she she what she said the 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 message of what she said was, you know, I really appreciate what uh, the fact that they didn't. Pretty much throw in the towel because I just want to keep going and I, I did not want to give up. And I really, really do applaud her for that, especially with the sort of injuries that she had sustained in that fight. It was a very bold thing to do. So shout out to her and also shout out to Amanda Nunes because of the the tank that she really is, honestly. I feel like any fighter in the roster, in the, in the UFC roster that you put in front of her, any bantamweight that you actually do put in front of her, she is going to completely maul over because that's just how good of a fighter Amanda Nunes is. Her boxing and, and women's MMA is one of a kind. And I really do feel like the only challenge that, can, that Amanda Nunes can actually face in the UFC right now is for her to move up five five pounds and for Chris Cyborg the featherweight champion at the UFC to move down five pounds and for them to fight at a catch weight um, at 140 pounds and and that fight, if that fight actually does happen, it's going to be a really big challenge for Amanda Nunes. But I feel like that's the only way for her to actually test her her um, skills against a very top-notch fighter who is Chris Cyborg. So that's the fight that I see coming up in the future. And so, yeah, shout out to Amanda Nunes and everybody who fought on Saturday nights. All right, so enough of that. So now let's quickly move on to our weekly dose of motivation. I'll try to keep this as short as possible. Um, So, okay, so what I wanna talk about today is the fact that, okay, I know all of you guys out there, regardless of the fact that, uh, you know, you could be, a- you could be an athlete or it could just um, live your everyday life, but whatever you're doing, you obviously have a goal to accomplish. It could be a big goal, it could be a major goal or a minor goal or like a daily goal. But what I want to talk about today is, yes, everybody has goals, but there are these um, scenarios during which you are tempted to procrastinate and procrastination. I know I will probably sound like a, a, a school principal or something at this point, and I really do apologize if I actually do sound like one but this is real, guys, because this actually happened to me yesterday and I really did appreciate um, what happened to me and the lesson that I took from uh, what was happening to me. And I really do want to share with you guys. So please do bear with me and trust me. This w- Hopefully, this would actually help you with your um, real life. OK, so what happened is... Um, Uh, Actually, for me personally, um, I told you guys that I have a very I have the most important exam of my life coming up in September. My MCAT exam, my medical school entrance exam. I have that coming up. And obviously, I have to study for it really hard. And um, I've been studying for it for a couple of weeks now. But the thing is, you know how you sometimes schedule what you have, um, what you really want to accomplish for that day. You know, you do actually do it. But you don't necessarily do it in, in depth. So you just do it on the surface and you just want to get it over with. And once you actually do it, you're like, oh, thank God I just did it. Yeah, that's that's all for now. But the reality is uh, many people don't actually realize that that is a sort of procrastination and don't let yourself fall into those uh, procrastination traps because they're gonna trap you and by the time you actually do realize that all this time you have been procrastinating it's gonna be too late and let me tell you this when you do the first instance that you do realize that you are maybe starting to procrastinate catch yourself by the wrist tell yourself hey you need to realize that this is not the way, the best way, the most efficient way that you are doing this task. You are just doing it on a surface. You're not doing it in depth. You're not doing it with heart and passion. You do need to do it in, in, in a very thorough manner. You are almost procrastinating. You have to tell yourself that. And after you do tell yourself that, come up with a better plan so that you, um, you spread out the thing that you wanted to do. And um, uh, 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 that, that way that can actually help you um, do the thing that you had in mind in a more detailed manner. So in terms of sports, the way that I can actually apply this to sports is, say, you're a boxer and um, you have a fight coming up in two months or something. And um, your your, uh, daily schedule is to go uh, go do weight training and um, uh, do cardio after, right? So say you actually do do the weight training but for the cardio because you're so tired you only do uh, 15 minutes of cardio instead of doing um, a full 45 minutes and you actually do tell yourself that oh it's okay it's just for one day Um, I will try to make up for it later but then the next day the same thing happens and you keep telling yourself that you actually do need to realize that that is called procrastination and it's not gonna help you at all so do try to take it hard on yourself And um, do realize that you are procrastinating. And actually, when you do realize it's not the end of the world, try to come up with a better plan for yourself so that um, you can accomplish your goal in a more effective and uh, thorough manner. So uh, in terms of that boxing uh, boxing example, what you could do is you could spread out your training. So you could say, actually, you know what? I'm not going to do that cardio, that 45 minutes of cardio right after weight training because I know my body is going to be tired. Therefore, I'm going to spread out that cardio, say I'm going to do it later on in the day when I have actually recovered a little bit, my body has recovered a little bit, and um, so that I can actually do that in a better and uh, more effective way. So hopefully by uh, saying all of those things, um, you guys... Um, I'm not saying that everybody uh, procrastinates all the time, but I I bet I'm pretty sure everybody has procrastinated or does procrastinate at some point in their life. And all I want to say is um, please just, do realize that it's a mistake and please do realize it and try to counteract it with better um, scheduling and planning and um, with better game plans in um, life overall. So, yeah, man, that is your weekly dose of motivation and motivation. Um, man, I know um, it's going to be hard in the beginning, especially when you do realize that you're procrastinating and you have to come up with a whole new game plan for yourself. I know it's hard in the beginning, but trust me, in the end, when you have actually accomplished your goal and when all of those tiny goals um, and accomplishments add up together, you're going to see the results in the end and you're going to appreciate what you did um, uh, in, in the past in terms of your new game plan and you're stopping a procrastination. So please do keep that in mind. And yeah, man, everything's going to work out. Just trust yourself. All right. So, yeah, man, that is your weekly and daily dose of motivation. Whew, okay, I talked a lot about that. So now let's talk about the breakdown. So, okay. So the first fight that I obviously want to Talk about is the local fight that I Talked about the WBC Light Heavyweight World Championship of The world is on the line Because Adonis Stevenson Who's the current champion At light heavyweights at w- uh, WBC is going to be Fighting against Badu Jack So you guys probably know If you're a Canadian boxing fan You probably know that Adonis Stevenson is actually Canadian So this is a big deal for him to to actually be fighting in Canada. And I bet that a lot of people are actually going to be rooting for Adonis Stevenson. In um, Air Canada Center on Fight Night on May 19th. And Badu Jack. He's actually from Sweden. But um, the main reason why this fight is going to be so interesting because, first of all, yes, we have the champ, Adonis Stevenson, fighting. Second of all, we have uh, Badu Jack, who is a two-division title holder. So what this means is if Badu Jack actually wins this title from Adonis Stevenson, it's going to be a very big deal. And um, there's going to be many, many major implications after this fight um, in terms of what sort of um, future fights we're going to make for uh, this new champion. And if Adonis Stevenson wins, then um, he's going to be defeating one of the uh, very best uh, boxers that we have right now in terms of, um, you know, uh, the guys that are fighting at a a heavyweight division in boxing. So because of that, this fight is going to be really, really interesting. Both guys have a really good record. So Adana Stevenson has had 29 wins and one loss only. And Badu Jack, too, he's had 22 wins and one loss and two draws. Um, what makes Adonis Stevenson, so the Canadian uh, phenomenal boxer that we have here, so interesting is that 80% of all of all of the professional fights that he's had, he's been able to knock out his opponents completely. So 80% of all the fights that he's had professionally, he's been able to knock out his opponents. On the other hand, Badu Jack, he's uh, out of the 22 wins that he's had, only 13 of them have been through knockout. So you could say, you can imply that Badu Jack, um, he's really good uh, with his um, stamina, you could say, because he really does uh, tend to take his whole fights to the distance. And he's not scared to. Um, you know, his cardio is really good, he's not scared to um, just keep keep you running pretty much until the very last second of the um, 12th round. Um that's, um, that's a very average thing for him to do. So, because of that, I would say Adonis Stevenson really is to watch out for that um, stamina of Badu Jacks because. Um, if Adonis Stevenson doesn't realize how much power he's expending with every punch that he's throwing in this whole fight towards Badu Jack, you actually don't know. By the, but by the time you realize it, it could be a bit late when you do realize that, oh, I've actually expended all of my power. And I don't have anything else left in me. Therefore, I don't know what to do. So I have all these punches coming towards me. And all I have to do is to play in defensive mode. And that is not good at all. So for Adonis Stevenson, I would say, in this fight to actually be successful, he needs to be really wise with his game plan and um, how he distributes um, his power throughout all the rounds that are going to be in this fight. And uh, for Badoo Jack, um, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what he is going to do in this fight, especially because I said Adonis Stevenson is from Canada, and I know the entire arena is gonna, going to be rooting for Adonis Stevenson. Um, so Badu Jack is going to be in, in a really tough position, and uh. Yeah, we'll see how it actually goes, man. This is why this fight is going to be so interesting. And also, another interesting thing is uh, that um, Adonis Stevenson, this is obviously his natural weight, right? So at 175 pounds, this is considered the light heavyweight um, uh, division. And boxings But um, Excuse me But do Jack uh, This is the first time That he's going to be Fighting for a championship Fight um, At slight heavyweight He usually fights At 168 pounds So um, Sort of like his Super middleweight um, Division kind of thing But um, you know, it's not going to be super hard for him to obviously move up a weight division to light heavyweight because, um, you know, it's actually super easy for, for fighters and athletes to um, change weight divisions, especially with uh, when the weight divisions are only like 10 or 5 pounds apart. It's super easy for them to move up and down. Um but uh, but in terms of the, in terms of the experience that each guy has had fighting in in each of these weight divisions especially in light heavyweights Adonis Stevenson has been fighting in this division Forever and Badoo Jack is just moving up to light heavyweight to fight Adonis Stevenson. So, because of that, I would say Adonis S- Stevenson is going to have an easier time, a little bit of easier time um, adjusting to what the whole fight has to offer in terms of weight division and um, stamina. So, we'll actually see how Badu Jack actually does uh, adapt to that extra pounds uh, of weight. And how, he, how that is going to affect his performance on fight nights. So guys, just like I said, definitely do try to watch this fight. If you cannot get the tickets to this fight to go watch this fight in person. Which I definitely do recommend that you do get the tickets and go watch this fight in person. If you can't get the tickets and go watch the fight in person, do watch it on TV um, and uh, buy the pay-per-view, man. It's going to be really, really worth it. And um, this fight is going to be phenomenal. And I cannot wait until Saturday night. Alright, so how are we doing in time? Okay, yeah, we have a couple of minutes, so I'm just going to quickly um, break down. Actually, I don't think we're going to have time for the co-main event of UFC Fight Nights. So I'm just going to uh, straight go to the main event of UFC Fight Nights and break it down for y'all. So just like I said, we have Damian Maya fighting against Kamaru Usman. Oh, this fight is going to be really interesting because it's going to be a clash of styles because we all know how good Damian Maya's jiu-jitsu is and he will do anything to get you to the ground so that he can eventually submit you and finish you. Kamaru Usman, on the other hand, um, I would consider him a very um, complete and perfect mixed martial artist because he has the striking in him. He has the wrestling and the necessary jiu-jitsu skills to be successful in a fight. And um, he's a very good example of a very good mixed martial artist. However, the only weakness I would say that Damian Maya has, not that Damian Maya does not know how to strike. He does know how to strike. But his striking and boxing doesn't really compare to what his opponents usually have to offer. And especially in this case, in, in the case of Kamaru Usman, it's really tough. It's going to be really tough for Damian Maya to just stand up with Usman and strike with him. That, that If he actually does that on fight night, if Damian Maya does that, that is going to be a very weak game plan to have because... When you have your own fortes, you need to utilize your fortes. Damian Maia's forte, just like I said, is his Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He needs to use it. I don't care how hard it is to take down Kamaru Usman, but that needs to be Damian Maia's main game plan to get Kamaru Usman to the ground and submit him as soon as he can because it's going to be really tough, first of all, defeating Kamaru Usman through a decision, and it's going to be really hard to just fight him through a striking manner. Therefore, because of that, I would say Damian Maia needs to stick to his jiu-jitsu. And Kamaru Usman, he needs to um, just stick to his whole MMA game plan and to, you know, uh, vary things up. But mostly, I would say he needs to outbox Damian Maya because that's going to be the easiest way to go go about in this fight for Kamaru Usman. And yeah, man, so that is all the breakdown that we have lined up for today. I really enjoy talking about those fights. Definitely do try to catch up with all the fights that I just talked about, both the uh, boxing and the UFC fight nights. And what else, man? So, yeah, man, unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Make sure that you go to CFRE.ca and SoundCloud on iTunes if you want to catch up with our previous episodes. And what else? Yeah, next week, we're going to have a phenomenal episode as well. And until next time, fam, this is your girl and host, Janon. And this is TKO. Peace out.